Welcome to The Ladder, a podcast series for aspiring turf managers currently climbing the career ladder, and also for those already at the top who would like to better understand their Generation Y staff members. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy. Welcome to this episode of The Ladder, brought to you by New Farm and Steck Equipment. I'm your host, John Reitman, and our guest is Andy McNasco of Carmel Valley Ranch in Carmel, California. I appreciate you making time for us today. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to you sharing your story with our listeners. You are the superintendent at Carmel Valley Ranch in Carmel, California. How long have you been there? I have been at Carmel Valley Ranch um, in my current role since March of 2012. Um, Before that, I worked as an assistant here for just under two years uh, two days out out of uh, college, actually. So um, December of 2009 is when I actually stepped foot on the property and started working, and I had a little gap in between the first time and the second time of uh, employment here. And um, my current position is now the director of golf course maintenance and resort grounds. So... Um, that's kind of where we're at, just over seven years in that position. You and I have actually known each other for quite a while. We met at the Northern California Golf Association Assistant Superintendent Boot Camp. When you were an assistant superintendent, what sort of uh, help did that give you along the way to becoming a superintendent? Yeah, no, it, it was a great program. I mean, I learned how to tie a double Windsor. I still have the tie. He had Robert Talbot come and teach us all how to tie ties so we looked professional in interviews. And at the end, we were given a tie. I'll never forget that. Um, you know, going to Cal Poly, we had a rather large horticulture and turf program, um, and there would be three to four times a quarter where the um, the lab would become a lecture hall for industry professionals to come and talk about their story, et cetera. And the NCGA, uh, you know, that organization in that boot camp really just made a huge laboratory slash lecture hall for a couple of days for like-minded young individuals trying to become you know, superintendents from the really the central and northern California area. So it really felt to me like just an extension of college um, that you had that continuing education. Everyone looked forward to getting together every fall for this. And um, I would say that at that time in the 2008, 2009 range when I, I started this, you know, being uh, invited to that uh, program, there was just a really unique set of of assistants, you know. Um, We had a really good connection. Uh, A lot of us um, developed um, a friendship outside of work, um, and actually Brett Thornsberry, who's now at Cordoval, um, created a softball team and it you know consisted primarily of these assistants that all would kind of come together from clubs in the area and um, we just developed a a really good network 
and you know we owe a lot of that to Mike and just getting us together. So um, I would say, yeah, it, it was it was about turf, but it was also about how you conducted yourself and how you networked. Um, I think it's very important tools that a lot of uh, people overlook, unfortunately. Gavin Dixon, uh, Brett, Pete, um, Jared Obar. So there's there's a good group of, of folks that were part of it, and then it, it continued and continued uh, for years actually. And new new assistants, new interns that came in, and uh, Kyle Butler was on that as well. So it was it was fun. So when you look back at that boot camp, a lot of the guys that came out of that program have gone on to become very successful superintendents. But how important was it to learn some of those soft skills? Well, I, I think really, I mean, when when we talk about all these young professionals that went through this program together, um, Kyle Butler, who worked with me here at Carmel Valley Ranch, now at the Santa Lucia Preserve as the superintendent, um, all really good success stories that we talk about. I think it creates like this this brotherhood, but also it 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 helps you know show that hey look you have to set yourself up apart from everyone else to get that job. Um, one of the best memories I have was. Um, listening to Doug Ayers from, you know, uh, Corral de Tierra Country Club and explain all of the crazy things that um, he he brings in-house and does from projects um, on the building side to the golf course to bridges, etc. Um, you know, it, it really goes and, and shows, like, each, each area, each uh, golf course, each property that you manage or you work at is so different than the other. And it takes a unique person to kind of work at one or each of those, you know, properties, but it all it comes back to the same thing. And it's just how you can bring value to the place that you're working at. And it it's not just about, you know, learning how to kill a certain grass and make the other grass better it's really a big hodgepodge of of different skills and um you know just learn life skills that help you make your property that you're you're working for the best it can be and again you know you talked about Pat Finland who went from you know he got to tell us a story about how he was a golf course superintendent and he worked his way up to becoming a general manager at one of the best 36 hole private facilities in the United States. And so it, it really, that program just allowed us to see that the sky's the limit. And, um, we have a, a unique skill set that, you know, really allows us to be the person to solve the problem and be the person that people come to, to, seek for advice or help um, on the property. And that program really, I, I believe, just helped you you feel confident in, the, in a way in which you can, you know, give yourself, you know, give people 
your your true gift and we all have a gift of managing property and people and resources and and that's that's really what it was to see these success stories for you know some of the best golf course superintendents and property managers I've ever you know been around um who spoke you know you got you've had you know so many really good people lecture us and explain what how their story you know was made you've taken on a lot of that added value uh philosophy as well tell us some of the things you're doing at carmel valley ranch that are new and unique and bringing value to the property that perhaps weren't going on before you got there yeah um so when when I came back in 2012, there was a lot of work to be done um, on the golf course. Um, there was some turf loss and just some some attention that needed to be um, focused on on the golf course. So that was really the the, the main focus. Um, in 2006, it, the golf course had a facelift, and um, they brought in. T1 creeping bent grass to the tees, fairways and greens. So, really trying to be water, you know, wise and sustainable with reduced mowing and fertilizer practices, um, etc. So that was kind of the first thing, and then soon after, the the property kind of evolved from a 139 room hotel to its current number to 181 rooms and in that time um, it's been fun to be part of designing and uh, executing a a second pool at a athletic club facility um, that gives more offerings to the membership and the resort guests but also just expanding our our agricultural landscape from having some really um, amazing quality Pinot Noir grapes. It's, it's a small vineyard, but enough to provide a, a label for the restaurant and the hotel guests to, you know, to enjoy. Um, so having, you know, you going to school and knowing what I wanted to do at a really young age, um, kind of being mentored by Dick Rudolph and, thinking that golf course superintendent as my career was what I was going to do at that young age, you know, kind of changed a little bit just seeing that this property was in need of not just a golf course superintendent, but someone that can really steward the land and allow for some of these really cool um, educational pieces to, to develop. Like, you know, we have a, an olive oil program where in uh, 2014, we were able to incorporate a, um, and, and I designed a, an olive orchard with the the team that, that works with me, um, and we now produce olive oil and are able to give that that actual, you know, commodity, that, that oil to the, to the kitchen, and they can tell a story about it. Um, we had, we were, we, as in the golf maintenance and resort grounds team, um, bought a distiller. So 
we can distill and make essential oil out of the 7,500 um, lavender plants that surround the property. So instead of just growing lavender, that's a beautiful road, you know, arrival experience. Now we're taking that and using um, a, a distillation process and providing a a essential oil for the spa and and for for the the hotel guests. So there's there's a lot of unique things that we do here, and um, you know, over the years of working for some phenomenal people and learning from some really, really good people. It always was, you know, told that you got to just differentiate yourself and you got to look at each property that you work for uh, differently and how you can bring the most value to that property. And it really has, you know, kind of developed into this, um, agriculture, but also um, public horticulture position. So it's been it's been pretty interesting. Um, we we back up to a, a regional park that allows for the hotel guests and the public and the res- and the resort members to um, hike quite a bit into the into the oak woodlands that surround our property. So there's some maintenance of the hiking trails that we do and we also have a a equestrian program that allows for hotel guests and members to ride horses and right now we're kind of revamping that so it's we're going to try to make a better experience and add some better facilities for the for the horses and for the for the company to to have a a trail program that kind of is is a little bit added value than what we had before. We'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. A new from New Farm is a proven plant growth regulator breakthrough, saving you time with less mowing and fewer clippings, while improving the overall playability of greens, teas, and fairways. Labeled for both cool and warm season turf. Anew is a late-stage inhibitor with a novel mode of action that can be used on all managed turf areas to improve turf grass quality, density, and appearance. Anew is more active and longer-lasting than other late-stage growth regulators on cool-season turf, providing more regulation activity at lower doses. It is also the only PGR that can evenly regulate POA in mixed stands. Anew. Worth the switch. With a commitment to quality and a passion for sourcing the latest innovations from Europe and North America, Steck Equipment has grown to be the go-to supplier for specialized turf equipment. Check out their line of phrase mowers, material handlers, laser graders, vacuum sweepers, blowers, verticutters, and seeders, decompactors, sand fillers, and much more at steckequipment.com. That's S-T-E-C equipment.com. We're back on the ladder with our guest, Andy McNasco of Carmel Valley Ranch. You're doing a lot of things that touch not only the golfer, but directly touch and influence resort guests who are non-golfers. How do these efforts resonate with them? The best way to describe it, it's like the California Adventure ride. You know, you get to drive in and a lot of our 
our hotel guests come from the Bay Area. You got a beautiful green golf course, and then you're driving through lavender fields in an organic garden, and you got bees flying from the apiary. And now we have goats, where the culinary team actually is making um, goat cheese up at the hotel, and we have a chicken um, house where we have fresh eggs. A lot of these these um, farm-to-table aspects that we have on the property are more for education purposes. And, you know, I think it shows people how amazing our climate is in this area and how diverse we can, um, you know, all the, all the opportunities you can do on your property because we are living in such an amazing uh, climate and it provides us to do a lot of different unique things that involve the outdoors. How important has that been for your success at Carmel Valley Ranch to be able to do all these extra things and create value? There, there, there's not just me. There's a tremendous team that works with me. Um, I have two assistants that um, are just amazing. They actually were greenskeepers. One was a, a groundskeeper, and they both have put themselves in the right place to um, move up the ladder relatively quickly. Um, they, Jaime and Alonzo both are just uh, great young men, and um, they both are from the School of Hard Knocks, so no college uh, turf education, just learning in the field, and I think there's a lot of merit to that, and I feel like the crew just um, responds that much better with that as well, and um, I would rather give them and people that put their blood, sweat, and tears, you know, to a property, that opportunity, and someone else. And um, so it's not just me. I'm the, I'm the crazy guy that keeps driving the ship to, to do these things. And it takes a, a dedicated, you know, staff to, to be able to do it. I mean, our head mechanic makes the uh, essential oil after we harvest it, so he's sharpening reels or, you know, adjusting something that we uh, we broke non-purposely, and he's switching out the, the lavender to to make that essential oil in the shop. So it's, it's a very unique um, and interesting case study. Sometimes I'm sure it's it's more than everyone wants to do, but um, it it brings a tremendous value and a huge job security for everyone. As I recall, uh, on a, a previous visit to your property, we talked about what was involved in growing lavender, and I seem to recall that that was a, a very elaborate process that was much more involved than anybody would realize. Can you describe that a little bit? Yeah, so... You know, again, we have the great climate for growing a lot of uh, different, you know, crops. Sometimes it it becomes challenging because we might be a little bit too close to the coast where we don't get enough of the the warm weather. Um, But, you know, lavender, generally the lavender that we grow 
the Grosso lavender has one crop and generally um, it will bloom sometime around the 4th of July. And um, when you have acres of, of maintained lavender, there's, there's a lot of different variables from the inline emitter to get clogged or a gopher to munch just like any other, you know, natural uh, issue that, that we have on the golf course. The, the harvesting of the lavender and knowing like how much water to, to give and when to deadhead it is always um, a learning, you know, a learning curve at first. But once you kind of understand the the land and the soil and the plant, you kind of can put a pretty good program together. We're, we're actually on our second, um, the, the lavender generally lasts between seven and 10 years. And so the, the lavender that was planted in 2009 and 2010 has been changing. We've been changing it out slow, but, you know, slow, but it's, it's going about, you know, 75% of the way from a second, you know, crop of lavender and all that lavender is, is propagated, um, in house and then given to a nursery that's located a few miles away and we'll do a contract grow. And we, we only will propagate from the most vibrant and bountiful flowering crops uh, of, and plants. So it's, it's almost like a, we're, we're doing a little bit of selecting the, the best looking apple kind of until we get the right crop and it's it's been very successful going back to your college days you did a couple of years at juco and a, a couple of years at cal poly which as i seem to recall neither was your first love or choice for college what went into the the college decision making process for you so when i was 13 um i met a my mentor who I grew up in Sonoma County and I was wearing a Fresno state, um, hat and that's where both my mom and dad went to school. And my whole thought process at that young age was I, uh, I love golf. I'm working on a golf course. I'm getting to change the cups and, and set up the golf course. I want to go to Fresno state and become a golf course superintendent. And little did I know, I got paired up with a, a uh, Robert Redford-looking man, Dick Rudolph, and we were playing golf together, and he said, son, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I told him, and he goes, well, I went to Fresno State, and I, I'm a golf course superintendent. And from there on, it was like getting a, a you know a second dad, uh, a life you know coach, and um, just the best thing in the world to have a supporter that understood what you were trying to do. Um, he really helped pave my, my professional career. And that included moving on from the little golf course that I started and going into a private club, uh, environment. And then 
going to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, where at that time was the best uh, school for, for turf in California. And it was a phenomenal experience. Um, he, he really just um, helped show that anything's possible. You got to just, you know, set goals for yourself. Um, and it was very similar to how my parents, you know, raised me and just, it, it, it was a really good compliment to the parenting that my parents, you know, gave. And, um, without Dick, I don't think I would have had the confidence at a young age to, to call Jeff Marco at Cypress point and ask to intern for him. And that all really just opened up the door to my, my young, uh, career in, in being a golf course superintendent, um, at Carmel Valley ranch. Um, so it's just, it's all about, you know, making that connection, making that relationship, um, learning. I, I meet with Jeff. Um, he's, he's kind of my, my neighbor. He's, he's a member at Carmel Valley ranch. So he's playing the golf course and, uh, always telling me, Oh, greens were good or you better get those weeds. <laughs> but no, he's, he's, he's been, you know, you know, I worked for him, but now becoming a, you know, one of my good friends. And, um, that's just what's so special about this industry is it's not a, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a competition, you know, to get that job, but we, we make sure that we take care of each other and we help each other out and we, you know, we become each other's, you know, good friends. Uh, you know, I, there's my, my closest friends are from this industry and it all happens because we have the same goal and that is to provide a, a product and provide an experience for people. And we, I believe are, are, you know, individuals that seek, um, fulfillment from watching people, um, enjoy what we prepare. And it's, it's kind of a, a neat thing, you know, what we do. When you have the superintendent at Cypress Point, <laughs> who's one of your members and playing your golf course and critiquing your work, it's one thing to have a golfer who doesn't really understand how the, or doesn't understand fully how this side of the business works. When you have someone who does understand it and he's the superintendent at Cypress Point, when he calls and tells you, hey, the greens are good or, hey, you need to go take care of those weeds, though, I mean, his opinion has to carry an awful lot of water for you. Oh, yeah, and I was half joking on, we we actually, uh, you know, we get the, I get the fortunate, um, I get to play with him every now and again. Um, we will, he'll meet at the shop and we'll play four or five holes at Carmel Valley Ranch and we'll walk the golf course and my golden retriever will walk with us and, you know, I'll, I'll get, trying to get nerdy and talk turf and he'll never, you know, talk as, all oh, the greens are great, I love it, they're firm, and he gets it just like you would you would expect but um what's so unique about him is 
it's it's not about like the the turf it's just about the experience and being out there and having a good time and um every person you probably have talked with that has worked for him would say the same thing it just yeah he just he just you know one of a kind and it's it's really an honor to be able to you know call him a friend but also just to be able to have him out on the property and and be a a really uh um a pro Andy, you know, for the membership. I think it's great to have him on my side. And if, if there is a, a question or concern that they don't, um, come and ask me and they might ask Jeff, uh, it's, it's always so well supported and it's, it just, you know, it goes back to, we all have to be out, you know, looking out for each other. And, and that's just the beauty of, the the professionals especially in in this monterey peninsula area everyone is just so kind to each other and respectful and they just want to make sure everyone does um a good job and it's it's very commendable you know it's it's great to to watch you know jeff and to watch chris and all these you know the best in the world and how they conduct themselves and how they talk to young you know up and coming people and it's just it it's a model you want to you know live after and and it's it's pretty special yeah it's an interesting point you bring up because there is quite a mix of properties out there from private clubs like cypress point to resort golf like carmel valley ranch or pebble beach and some municipal places down in pacific grove to high-end daily fee i mean it really the area really runs the gamut and all are among the best in their niche in the country and you have a people who are really accomplished um you know you mentioned jeff at uh, cyprus and chris dahlhammer at pebble and bob zoller at Monterey Peninsula, and it's a really interesting dynamic that you have all these places, so many golf courses packed into such a tight area, but all you guys are so close. Yeah, I really, you know, I think when you look at, you know, if you look at like, oh, who has the best bent grass greens on, on the peninsula, I would probably say Austin Daniels at Monterey Pines, who has one of the lowest dollar budgets out there and puts out a phenomenal Navy golf course, Navy course. Yeah. And puts out a phenomenal, phenomenal product, you know, and he could be the, he could be a superintendent at wherever he wanted to be because he's just that good of a person and that good of a, of a manager. Um, so there's, there's so many unique individual properties. And, um, I think, what what it all boils down to is each property is different and each person is different in a way of how they want to um, manage a facility. And I think th- th- this this area is just so so beautiful and so nice to live. You know, the Carmel School District is the best out there, and there's so many positives. You know, to you know the negatives in in which you know, there's, it's very expensive to live here and, you know, we're, we're always in a water, you know, crisis, but when it comes back to how we like 
compete against each other, which I, I don't think that's the right way to look at it. I think it's more of like we're supporting each other, and if there's a job that were to come up in the area or somewhere else, and, you know, I hope that everyone looks at it to see, like, well, who's the right guy for that job, and how can we help with that? Um, maybe I'm being a little bit too nice about that, but that's how I want to think of it. I don't want to, at the end of the day, just be in a shoving match with someone. And a lot of these managers out here, these golf course superintendents aren't like that as well. They just are good people that want to work at a, at a, a really good club that, you know, they can provide, you know, a service where they've been just very gifted for, being able to do that, you know, with their their skills and how they've come up in, in in the turf world. So I just hope that that they would all agree with that because I think that's what I see and that's what to me makes me humble and and and, and wanna just you know do better for for everyone, not just myself. Andy, thanks for being with us today. I really appreciate your time, and thanks for sharing your story with our listeners. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. You have been listening to The Ladder on TurfNet Radio. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher for instant access to past and future episodes of The Ladder and other TurfNet Radio podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.